started pulling my hair I think I was about maybe eight or nine years old I don't have any recollection of it happening at all I just remember waking I was waking up getting ready for school I went into my mum's room to see her to so she could do my hair and she noticed quite a big bald patch about that big on the top of my head here and I was really confused because obviously I don't I don't remember doing that. So I had to wear head coverings and within like the space of a couple of months, it had spread all down like the front here, down to the back and the sides. And it got to the point where we couldn't cover it anymore. And my mum had to sadly shave my hair off wasn't a nice experience she didn't enjoy it either she didn't want to do it but she felt that that was the only way that I could have potentially stopped it made (laughs) it made my school life absolute hell I was bullied quite severely for well the entirety of primary school and secondary school so until I was about 16 and it made me quite suicidal because I felt as though people were making me feel like a a freak and I absolutely hated myself for what I did (laughs) it was just one of those things I I tried so hard to control and no matter I felt no matter what I did it would I would just be stuck with it forever college was I didn't have the same issues but people were very, I'd say, ignorant to what trichotillomania is. I got bullied then because of my other mental health issues. The last time I shaved my head because I kept shaving, every time I pulled and it looked awful, I would just shave my head. And sometimes I would be like a, a complete skinhead. I would have no hair on my head at all. But the last time I shaved my head was probably 2016. And the year before that, I met my now husband. <laughs> and that's where I kind of found, found the courage to stop uh, pulling my hair because he didn't judge me for it. He was he educated himself on on the condition and found ways to kind of help me with that. And I think uh, up until a few years ago, my hair just shot out. It was just growing really long. It's obviously I'm wearing a wig now, but um, underneath it, it probably reaches to about here. And I uh, was really proud about that. It's still kind of patchy. The main area is the top. That's the issue. It's quite sparse. Uh, The sides are a little bit, but I think it's getting there. But yeah, it, it has been, <laughs> it's been a horrible, horrible journey for me. When I was in um, college, I think I may have had like a, 
maybe dermatillomania, but it was focused on the top of my head. And I'd feel around for little bumps where the hairs would be poking through and I'd scratch them. I'd actually like dig them out to the point where I would be bleeding a lot. And it got so bad that I had scabs all over my head. For the longest time, I couldn't actually look at myself in the mirror. And it's taken me a long, long time to accept my trick. Part of the reason is because I don't really know anyone in real life that has the same condition. I I know of people, but I don't talk to them. So I don't have, other than my husband and one of my closest friends, I don't have anyone else to talk to about it. So I I would also hide the fact that I'd had, I'd have trick. I'd say, oh, I, I've got alopecia or like, oh, I, ju- I just wanted to shave my head, but I have to cover it, <laughs> which was a bit of an odd excuse, but that that's my story kind of concise. <laughs> Well, I think it's I want to say thank you one for you know being so open and honest with your journey being able to express that is really brave and yeah. I, I very much thank you I, I felt a lot of the same things as a kid constantly being looked at pointed at it's a whole different world that I think people without mm. trick or without something that stands out like that yeah. They just don't understand. And so it's important to share that. And I thank you. When you were younger and you your mom first saw your spot, mm. how did you get to the point where you found out there was a name for Trick? It was after we had to shave my head. She went online and was searching. For, at that point, we didn't know what it was called. But she searched for hair pulling forums for support. And she saw that it was called trichotillomania I'm fairly certain that's that's how she found out and I was like I was just really confused as to how I didn't know that's what it was called but it was kind it was a relief and I also well I felt relieved because I knew then at that moment that there were people that had the same condition and could understand what I was going through, even though I was about eight or nine. But then we we went to the doctor and that was going through a lot of psychiatrists and doctors. At first, they, they thought that I had alopecia. One psychiatrist, I can't remember her name. She, as soon as she, she saw me, she said that I have trichotillomania. Uh, which is a hair pulling compulsion. And she said that my case of trick at, at that time was one of the most severe that she had ever seen, especially in a child. I didn't know how to feel at that point. I just kind of felt lost because, again, I don't remember doing it. I, I don't really know what set it off. But there are things that have happened in my life that are quite traumatic that have definitely contributed to it. And I know that they are the cause. One of the things I struggled with as I got older with Trick, so I've had Trick for like almost 22 years now. Mm. And what I struggled with was identifying, you know, what 
was the reason, like, you know, yeah. pinpointing that one thing. Now I've kind of attached trick to every emotion. If I'm too happy, I'm pulling. If I'm too sad, I'm pulling. If I'm bored. Yeah. <laughs> so now it's like really hard to stop because it's attached to everything. Do you feel the same way? Yes, I feel <laughs> if I'm anxious, I feel that I need to pull. If I'm happy, like overly happy, I feel that, that I need to pull. If I'm hyperactive or anxious, that that or depressed even, that that's the, the worst time. I, I don't pull anymore, but I do get the urges and I constantly sit there playing with my hair and my husband's like, stop it, stop playing with your hair, play with this instead. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but I've, I've got lots of tangle toys to help me deal with those urges it is definitely connected to every emotion I've I've done um CBT and that really really helped it was annoyingly quite a short amount of sessions I think it was maybe five but throughout those sessions I realized that well they found out that my trick was down to trauma and no matter what emotion I was feeling, I had to pull. But I, I'm I'm glad that I I got CBT because it, it's it really helped me kind of understand my mental state and how to cope with those emotions, what to do if I have those urges. And I, I think if it wasn't for CBT and obviously support from my family and my husband, I would still be pulling excessively it, it's it's just difficult to put into words really because there's there's a lot of things that I don't remember about my childhood especially throughout my my trick journey I, I don't some things just don't add up or get put together <laughs> when you did CBT do you recall any of the techniques that they taught you that you might want to share I think one of them was to write down how I felt in that moment what I wanted to do in that moment to deal with that particular emotion and what I did what I should do instead so say if I was angry or upset I would start pulling but instead of doing that I would read a book or really write down what was bothering me I find obviously being able to acknowledge those emotions or feelings and being able to really think about it and put it down onto paper and just get it all out of your system it just it really helped me it's like a form of journaling but in depth, <laughs> I found that it it was very um, it was very exhausting. I'd come out of the appointment and just feel not not feel depressed or numb, but just very drained and exhausted. Because in the past, I wasn't very open about my emotions or my trick. As I've gotten older, I've I've found I've definitely become a lot more open about my trick. Because I feel, I feel it's something that people need to try and understand, that we aren't freaks for doing what we do. 
some of us are troubled some of us you know just have this compulsion for whatever reason but for all of us it's exhausting to deal with because especially when you want to stop but you you don't know how to and you just feel as though you're stuck like that forever so it it's definitely helped me <laughs> cope with it to be so open about it I have a ritual that I do when I pull mm. you know I pull the hair out I fi- well at first I find a certain one and then I pull it out I look at it I run across the lips do you have yeah. a certain ritual that you do as well I'll I'll brush my fingers through my hair like that and if I feel one that's crinkly I have to get rid of it and I, I don't know why, but I have to. If it doesn't feel the same as all the others, I have to get rid of it. When I was younger, it was like little little white hairs. If there were white hairs, I'd have to get rid of them as well. I also did do the, the root against the lip thing. <laughs> and I would just sit there and observe the root and stick it on a piece of paper or the wall and leave it there I have no idea why (laughs) I wish I knew (laughs) but yeah no I I definitely had uh, rituals another one is if the hair isn't the same length if it's too long there's one hair that's too long that has to go have you pulled from any other areas besides your scalp yes my leg hair my arms I haven't pulled from my eyelashes but for a Quite a while, I would I would be sorting, shaping my eyebrows, and if there was one that wasn't in line with any of the others, that had to go, and it would get to the point where I would end up having lines through my eyebrow, or they'd be really short. I like that you mentioned that you also had a time where you experienced dermatillomania. As well, mm. I think a lot of people that at least I've spoken to, and me included, have had moments where we have other BFRBs. Yeah, when when I was younger, I used to bite my nails all the time, <laughs> not to the point where they would bleed or it would just they would look like stumps. But I would bite them if there was like a piece of dry skin on the edge, like a hangnail. I would bite that, and then it would just progress. And it would get to the if I, the only time I would stop is if it would feel sore. If I knew that I was going too far, I would stop. But I didn't. I never knew that was a BFRB until a few years ago. So, and annoyingly, I've had to live with quite a few of them. When you first decided to tell your boyfriend, now husband, mm. what was that experience like for you? How did you feel going into that? I was really worried because in the past I've been with people that weren't particularly supportive or they would make fun of me while I wasn't with them. So they would make fun of me with their friends or their classmates and things like that. But when I told my husband, he he was like, oh, what's that? So I explained it to him and then he would he read about it a lot so that he could understand what it was and I I found that quite relieving because not many people do I don't think but sometimes I have I have asked him 
before like how what is it like to be with someone that has trick that doesn't have a full head of hair and he he says it's normal to me I don't think anything of it it's part of you so you know I I love you so I accept it which is quite nice (laughs) that's really wonderful (laughs) and I believe I I heard you mention earlier (laughs) that when you were able to share with him and grab and get his support you know he just Mm. accepted you right away that your trick lessened a little bit is that true yeah it it did during the the time well just before that we had met because we also I say met but we went to school together (laughs) before we had uh, gotten together I was going through a lot of traumatic things I was in college I wasn't having the greatest time that uh my mum was unwell at that point so I I couldn't concentrate and it was mixed with my struggles with my other mental health issues and you know things like that it just made the hair pulling so bad there have been points where it's been really bad I've stopped for a little bit and then it's something set me off and I I obviously couldn't grasp my own emotions at that point so the only thing that I could do was to pull my hair out I also used to self-harm but I haven't done that in almost a decade which I'm very proud of a lot happened but when I met my husband the fact that he you know accepted that it was part of me and took the time to understand what the condition was, it it definitely helped. And once all those stresses that I was going through had gone, it definitely made it easier. And then I I moved out into my own house. And it was it was just a relief because I I didn't like the area that my mum family home was in. There was too much going on <laughs> so I, I moved into my own my own place and it, it was just relieving to get away from all of that from all the stress of you know feeling lonely having you know just stress and anger in the household but yeah it was sad leaving my mum's house Partly because she's always been there for me throughout this entire journey. (laughs) Yeah, like I was saying, once I got away from all the the stress, the the triggers that set me off to to pull my hair and get into my own place and be with my husband, it it really helped. It definitely helped. I mean, I, I still have, I still have really bad days and I do have days where I'm especially if I'm super stressed and I feel like I need to pull I know that I I don't need to do that anymore because if there's something wrong I can go to my husband I can also talk to my my mom or my my brothers or my close friends what advice would you give someone who wants to start sharing their story I'd say go for it. It's when I first started talking about my trick, I I can't remember how old I was, but I definitely felt so much better talking about it rather than keeping it bottled in. 
because if I, if you keep it bottled in it, it just makes it worse and you you feel like there's no one especially for people that have n- never heard of it before and they they do pull their hair out when I found that once I found people who have it it made me want to share so it's I, if someone wanted to share I'd say go for it what's the worst that can happen other than some people being rude you'd also get a lot of support that was the case with me I had some people that made ridiculous comments and other people like oh that's that's so interesting thank you for sharing you're so brave for sharing and then once I started sharing that I would you know take pictures of myself without my wigs on and I'd be able to share my progress with my hair Um, I still do now, (laughs) but I haven't gone into great detail about which events may have caused it because I feel that that's too personal. I love that. I, when I first started the Trickster Diaries Instagram, like way in the beginning, I was completely Mm -hmm. anonymous. I was so scared. I didn't even want to put like the first initial of my name. And I saw so many people and I'm like, you're posting pictures of you? That's amazing. And then eventually, it took a little bit. Yeah. And eventually I'm like, I'm getting on there too. I want to do yeah. that. I want to be there. I, mean, I, I also wanted and still want to do that. I want to be able to actually share my journey with other people online that have, you know, trick or other BFRVs so that obviously they know that they're not alone or if someone new comes along and they have trick you know they won't feel so alone and they'll be able to understand it and find new ways to cope with it and I think that's that's part of the problem that I had when I was younger and when I was a teen is that I didn't have maybe not role model but that support from other people with trick wasn't available other than forums which I would, I didn't go on there very often because a lot of the time I think they were mostly adults with Trick and I was obviously quite young, so I didn't feel as though I quite connected with them. But yeah, I I definitely would want to do something like that because I'm I'm not hiding it anymore. If, if someone comes up to me, because I have a lot of wigs, if someone uh, comes up to me in the street and says, oh I really like your hair or um where did you get your hair done I I would just say I used to say oh I did it myself or my friend did it for me but now I just say oh it's it's a wig I have a hair pulling condition sometimes that's met with weird grimaces (laughs) or sometimes people go oh I'm so sorry I didn't realize and obviously they weren't to know because it's a wig but I, I enjoy talking about it, especially with other people that have it, because I find that even though I find that psychiatrists still don't get it. And I I remember one appointment I had, this was a few years ago, I was talking to her about my my trick and she said, who taught you to be that way? It was it was in a reference to my emotions and my trick. And I said, no one, it just happened. And the way that I feel now is me, me solely. No one's told me or made me this way. That's just how I am. 
it's really nice to be able to talk to people with the same condition. I find that we really, really support each other. Even if it's the worst case of trick ever, there's always support out there for someone. I'm in a, I'm in quite a few uh, trick groups on Facebook, and some people post pictures of their their little kids, like similar to how my hair was, with like big bald patches on the top, and and they're begging, I don't know what to do. Can someone please help me? And there's so much positivity among people in the uh, trick community I really like that it's it's not really toxic <laughs> which mm-hmm. helps <laughs> it's really lovely to be able to talk to someone who has that underlying understanding mm-hmm. like you get it I don't have to explain how it feels you just are like oh yeah I do that I get it and it's like oh yeah. my gosh where have you been my whole life you know <laughs> Yeah, and then you can give each other tips like, oh, use use this tangle toy or, um, oh, I, I went on Amazon and found these little finger grips. You could use them. But it, it's definitely nice to have people that you can reach out to and not feel judged. Because if you said, not you specifically, <laughs> but if, if I had said to someone without trick, oh, I've just pulled out so much hair it's all over the desk normally it would be met with well don't do that or just stop which is something that I've heard I have heard a lot in my life but with people when you talk to people with trick it's always like oh I'm really sorry you could always you could try this if you if you want to if you feel the need to pull you can talk to me we can talk through it it is an it's a positive community Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you want to talk about that I haven't asked you about? I mean, I, I do have other mental health issues that definitely exacerbated the the trick. I've uh, I was diagnosed with BPD when I was eighteen, and I I feel as though that because of the trauma in my past that definitely contributed to the trick because obviously with BPD it's very black and white it's either everything's negative or everything's positive and in the negative moments when I didn't understand my emotions I would just pull and then because of the BPD I would hate myself for it and like I said earlier, for the, for the longest time, I, I didn't accept myself. I hated every aspect of myself. But now that I'm older and I've gone through, I've gone through so much therapy in my life that, you know, I, I just accept that BPD, trick, uh, depression, anxiety, that that's all me. But now, because of the experiences and the the things that I've gone through in terms of therapy, I can cope with it. At the moment now, it's just trying to stop playing with my hair. Thankfully, (laughs) my husband's there to keep an eye on me. (laughs) But it, it does get exhausting living with trick. 
because sometimes it's just I, I want to wake up and my hair would be there my hair when I was little was uh golden blonde way past my waist people would all in school people would always play with my hair plait it it put it into ponytails and things but I, I remember the the first the first day I went into school after my mum had shaved my head and people were confused and some people or a lot of people actually were just outright nasty and that's that's where the hell the hell started <laughs> all throughout until I was about 18 it wasn't fun the amount of times I just I I wanted to end my life because of the bullying and the unacceptance from other people and the fact that I just didn't belong I felt like I didn't belong anywhere I felt like a massive freak but now I've accepted it and you know even though my hair's still patchy I'm happy with where I am now Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Trick Talks. Did you know that I offer a Trichotillomania online course? My course is called Sharing Our Stories. In it, we do a deep dive into your relationship with trichotillomania by using my guided journal, My Trickster Diaries, as our workbook. We also complete empowering activities and have a bi-weekly support group so that you can meet others in the community. As a gift to you, Please use promo code TRICKTALKS25 to receive 25% off the five-session package. You can access this promotion and learn more at barbaralally.com. Thank you, and I can't wait to start your journey to self-love and self-acceptance with trichotillomania. Thank mm-hmm. you.